What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the AFC podcast inside the AFC studio. Uh, my special guest today is Smooth Double B, Brandon Bass. How's it going, man? Man, it's been going great so far. Just kind of like interacting with different people and just kind of like hoping to awaken your minds with the people who are listening to this podcast today. You mentioned uh, you have a podcast yourself. What's yours about? Um, yeah, so my podcast is called Chilling with Double B. And then over there, we kind of just mostly talk about spirituality, kind of expanding your minds and just kind of like just becoming a greatest version through like spirituality or kind of like through like meditation and stuff like that. We, we've spoken on this podcast once or twice about uh, mindful meditation. You ever do anything like that? Oh, yeah. Um, you can also like list to like vibrational frequencies, like those different holds, like frequencies, and then kind of just like be in that relaxed full state too. Have you ever experienced, uh, experimented or experienced like uh, just uh, being around a beehive? Uh, no, actually, I have. So it turns out they uh, they produce a very high frequency of vibration uh, that triggers uh, some some sort of frequency that our bodies actually uh, used to sort of like. If I remember correctly, because I see everything on TikTok, all these little all these little things, uh, basically it removes like uh, like some sort of inflammation in the body, not so much your joints, but it it, it puts you in this uh, the status of uh relaxation um and i think there was an actual uh like published theory on how people who surround themselves with bee increase their lifespan by like 17 percent oh wow it kind of like there's definitely like a connection between like bees as being like spirit animals for like people so i can definitely see that happening i was always curious about them because like like biblically, they're a strong reference on survival, uh, not just from the honey. And uh, I'm sure as we know, like what they actually do for the planet on how they just uh, keep the ecosystem alive through cross pollination, all these like uh, sustainability of wildlife, all these little details on how essential they are. Yeah, it kind of seems like a lot of people are like scared of these like little creatures and just scared of like animals in general but like they don't really see like the bigger picture between why they're here and why they're operating for like the planet since like today's off day as well too so well they got a strong bite you ever get stung oh no good thing i haven't because you don't want to it sucks <laughs> so uh smooth double b like uh where do you hail from where do you call home um i'm currently in massachusetts right now oh uh, new england boy yeah it's pretty um cold like it's getting warmer and everything like that but like in the winters it's just like uh, i'd rather just be somewhere else let me be honest. Oh, do you have like any uh family or friends like maybe in florida or texas louisiana anything like that um my my sister actually moved to test texas like a couple years ago so like she's been enjoying it and then i know i have some family members in like georgia too gotcha so what do you do like more or less uh do you consider yourself more of a performing artist or a writer um i'm i mostly just like do artists like kind of like writing and recording and just kind of like mixing and mastering my like own music and just finding different ways where i can just like help people through like either music or through videos or content creation and stuff oh uh what have you done recently anything to be proud of um i know last year i um up self-published my first book but right now i'm just going through um i'm That's just right. going yeah thanks um i know this year i just mostly focus on like i'm doing like this afterlife series of like albums like musical albums where it can like all combine together at at the end of the cycle afterwards but it's been pretty cool oh so you're publishing like a, a music abre or some kind where it's one giant like uh, symphony of storytelling act one act two act three. Oh yeah so it's kind of like um i know in the beginning i called it afterlife saga but then it's kind of like a whole like series throughout um 
these past months. Well, how does that work? Like you do like uh, five minutes at a time or is it like an album each? Um, so for this one, I kind of did like a EPs or like kind of albums that would come up into like one album altogether. So like I know in the beginning I did like um, an EP since 2022, I mostly just was focusing on like the book and everything. So I didn't really put out any music or anything like that. So this year I was kind of trying to get back to it. So I know originally I didn't want to make like a series for like my book. So I kind of had this idea of making a series out of something. So I kind of like toned into music and just have specific albums for specific storytelling that will all lead to the last one. So I can well, go how, through. Well, how would you describe like uh, your music? Does it have a certain genre or do you work with certain instruments or do you, do you really mess around like maybe with the hertz and the vibrations of the music to create sort of like an experience? Oh, yeah. Um. So I mostly do like hip hop, pop and kind of like rap and R&B. But for this one, I kind of like tapped into like different genres. Like I did like a little bit of country, a little bit of rock and just kind of like, and also I have like chakra activation, which is kind of like using my sound bowls and like sound bowl meditations and tuning forks. So that can like elevate the experience for like the listener. Yo, uh, we're, so if anybody wanted to like uh, uh, hear some of your music, do you have a demo out on the social media? Oh yeah, they can um just search up Smooth Double B and then I'm like on all the platforms. Oh, like SoundCloud and things like that. Yeah, I'm on all. So, what's your ultimate goal with the music? Uh, what do you want? Is it something you want to be known for? Or is it just sort of like a creative uh, thing? Um, I know in the beginning, I. I kind of looked at it as like a creative thing because I know when I first started, I kind of saw it as like an extra monetary gain just to um, kind of like use my talents and skills to like make extra money and stuff like that. But then after a while, I kind of took it more seriously. And then I realized this was like one of my missions and purposes to kind of like heal people through my music. So I know eventually I want to get to the point where I'm kind of like selling out like stadiums and like performing for people and stuff. Wow. Yo, that's, that's some serious faith you got there, man. Yeah, definitely. I kind of see it now, but well, it's got... all like a journey though. It's gotta be dude. Yeah, it is a journey. Build that fan base, get them involved. And uh, do you ever notice a difference between listening to music uh, with a certain like maybe AirPod or a full headgear. And then you take that dynamic of actually seeing a performance live and being around that energy. Oh yeah. Like um, I know doing like the mixing and mastering process of like doing the music, I know you can kind of like heal different styles within the music. So if you have like a different effect or a different like layer that you added during the mix, you can really hear it with good quality headphones, but then like you may not hear it with like kind of like cheap head, like earbuds or anything like that. But then once you're in live in the performance, they have like all the real equipment where you can really like hear everything come together. What made you want to get involved in the music? Like, were you always musically inclined? Um, Not. I know my dad was used to be like a drummer for this like gospel band and everything like that. And then my brother, stepbrother actually was a DJ for this um, radio station. So I was kind of always exposed to like some music, but I never like saw myself like actually doing it. But I just thought it was a cool way just to expand and just try something different. It does sound really different. Like, uh, do you, does it have maybe, uh, do you consider it more of like its own type of uh, uh, experimental music? Like, could you give it like a title or a genre or some sort of range on what it covers? Um, I would say for a specific genre, I would say R&B, since it's kind of like 
for my music, I know I'm kind of different than from all these other artists since I try to like connect deeply with my audience with um, kind of just like my own personal experiences and just connect connecting them spiritually. So just having them kind of speak on different topics that may they may not be speaking out of or just like stuff that they are holding back in their shadow like having to do inner work for so I kind of speak on those type of topics where they can kind of like heal throughout the process. Oh what uh what made you want to get more involved like with uh the purpose of healing you know a lot of people do this for entertainment or vanity even but uh why healing as sort of like a motive um i know for for me i'm kind of like a light vocal and just like an empath so i kind of my mission and like one of my missions and purposes is just to heal people with like either my energy or presence as well so finding different ways to creatively that I can achieve those missions and purposes is a good strategy for me personally. How old are you now? I'm currently 23 right now. Oh, you're just like, you are ready to go, man. All right. Um, it's... How, how long have you been doing this for? I started in 2020 and then I had my first spiritual awakening back in 2019. And then that kind of like opened up my eyes to like the matrix and everything that's going on and everything so then fast forward to 2020 that's when I kind of was like let me try to find different ways to use my like spirituality to help people so that's when I kind of started making YouTube videos and then I kind of started doing like clothing and just different um spiritual advisory and stuff like that so how uh if anybody wants to find you on youtube uh where could they go uh they can either just type in smooth double b or um brandon bass 99 brandon bass 99 or smooth double b do you have uh like names of your songs or albums oh yeah um i have one that's called like new of i have afterlife series i have um final countdown just the final ascension but just like different stuff well you mentioned in 2019 you had some sort of a spiritual awakening uh what was that like yeah so throughout the process i always knew i was kind of different than everyone else like looking back at my old years i could really tell that i came up kind of like being different but of course, they use that as like a, oh, you're not supposed to feel that way or, oh, no, you're not different. You're just like everyone else and everything. So ever since 2019, I, I remember watching one YouTuber who had their spiritual awakening as well. So that kind of finally motivated me to actually like step into knowing more information about just what's been going on in this world and what's really true and what's false so ever since then I kind of just into different like rabbit holes and just try to find different information that can teach me where I came from and teach me who I am because the most important part is just knowing thyself yeah 100% true did that tie into why you wanted to write your book Oh, yeah. Um, for my book, I kind of had like these different downloads and from like the universal like spirit guides and everything like that, that I should express myself through writing because I know throughout my journey, I, I'm kind of like good at like just writing stuff down or just like giving information out. So from there on, I kind of had this idea of what the book should be about. Ever since I started my website, which was back in 2020, but I kind of just with manifestations, since it's like a physical delay, since it's like the time is illusion and everything like that, it just like, even though I was manifesting it back in 2020, it didn't like come into fruition until 2022. 
So I had this idea of writing the book and basically finding different ways to speak out on it. So well, what's your well, like what's your book about? Can you give us like the elevator pitch? Oh yeah, so it's a it's about a group of people who are kind of going through this virtual reality escape room. So basically they talk about I basically in the beginning I talk about each character and how they are currently. And then over time they come to this show was kind of like an escape room show, but let alone it's kind of like a virtual escape room. So they kind of go through each element and like one element might be like a zombie apocalypse. One element might be, um, you know, like just going through different escape rooms. And it also talks about their like childhood traumas and overcoming their obstacles and just inner work and everything like that. Do you have a name for it? Oh, yeah. It's called um, How to Overcome Apocalyptic Events. Yo, let's go. Congratulations, oh, yeah, it's, man. man. <laughs> so it all started with a group of friends, basically, and they're in a virtual reality escape room, and they got to try to they got to try to stick together and get out together. So the unique thing about this was um, all of them were kind of like strangers, except for two characters, which were um, kind of like in a relationship, but they all kind of like came to this one location because somehow they found out that they were casting for a new show, like Escape Room. So mostly all of them were kind of excited to just be on TV or just kind of like go through the escape rooms. So then afterwards, they all had to like come together as like a mutual friends. But of course, there was like jealousy and envy and everything since they were strangers. So they just have to go through the process of just kind of going through the each escape room. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yo, that's where did you come up with that idea? Oh, it, it was kind of like just like popped up in my head. Like I, I remember um, in the beginning, I kind of wanted, wanted to make like a book about zombie apocalypse. But then over time, I kind of realized there's more with the title, How to Overcome Apocalyptic Events. It could be more than just zombies. So I also included like the wild, like AI and robot apocalypse because uh, like natural disasters. and. So you got different... Judgment Day, you got little bits and pieces maybe of The Last of Us and just how to survive from each other. Yeah, like how to survive all those like apocalyptic events. Like if like the government kind of like starts like an economical collapse, like how to overcome all of those different things and stuff. Wow. So basically it's a guide. It's a guidance book as well. Fantasy, sci-fi, but um, how, how could somebody want to like uh, maybe uh, get their hands on the book and just like read it for themselves? Oh, yeah, it's available on all the book um, stores out there. They can just type in how to overcome apocalyptic events or just type in Brandon Lamar Bass. Oh, so like, you, uh, OK, so uh, so like on Amazon, uh, maybe is there like an online border store still going on or uh, even on uh, Walmart.com? Yeah, it's on Walmart, Barnes and Nobles, um, Apple and I have like the audiobook, ebook, paperback, and hardcover too. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a I'm an audio audiobook freak. I listen to audio uh, audible books every day, you know? Every oh, single yeah. day. If I'm not reading a script or writing a script, I have to like be listening to like the book of the week or something like that. Yeah. So, I'm gonna actually after this podcast, I definitely want to look it up. Could I find it on Audible? Yes, it's on Audible too let's go man what was it like was that a challenge for you to get your book uh published and uh released on audible 
Um, it was definitely like a journey, I would say, since I was doing like self-publishing, so I didn't go through like a publisher. So I had to like really take out the time to like research and find different platforms to actually upload and kind of distribute my um, book by itself. And it really took like some time, like just like writing, editing, and just finding like narrators and doing the copyrights and doing the um, kind of like the formats and everything. It just got released this past uh, September. Oh, yes. Yo, all right. Congratulations. I'm looking at it right now. So far, uh, I could get it. Uh, I got I got a subscription so I could I could exchange it for a credit. Oh, nice. how to overcome a cop uh, apocalyptic events by Brandon Lamar. Uh, let's see. Brandon Lamar Bass narrated by Andrew Baldwin and Angela Clark. The audio book itself is nine hours and 23 minutes. You got yourself a story, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I know. Um, I wanted to make like the book kind of like long, but I didn't want to do like a short story. But that's a fair amount of time for like, that's a good that's a good book. You know, personally, that's what I look for. I, I, I look for substance and richness and distance and duration, you know? Yeah. All right. I don't know how many audibles you got. Uh, uh, but uh, it's now officially in my library. I'm going to give this a listen to. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate oh, it. I'm, I'm glad you told me about it. I love new stories. Did you ever want to uh, use it maybe for like a short short series or like a new HBO original? Oh, yeah. I definitely want to um, kind of like transfer it into like a TV show and then like a cartoon or like a movie as well. That would be cool. Try to knock out those visuals? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, was, I was curious, though, because you had mentioned in... Uh, uh, mentioned to me earlier that your favorite movie of all time is is the Matrix. Oh yes, that's that's um one of my like favorite ones. All time favorite is a number one, or uh, that not as favorite as in your number one. But did you like uh, Matrix uh, the first as opposed to Reloaded, Revolutions, and Resurrection? Now, oh yeah, I would say the first one was by far like the best one, but the the recent one was pretty cool. They had like spread it out spread it out like different like messages and everything like that but i feel like the other ones were more of like the action and kind of like combat like john wick so it was pretty cool i guess what'd you like about the uh matrix to just like it seemed it seems like you had a spiritual awakening uh where you got tapped into the matrix itself like um did you kind of feel like the way the world is uh something something's off and uh, you just don't know how to put your finger on it i know um when i first was kind of like awakening it was i didn't really actually know about the matrix movie since when when that came out that i was actually um just born in that year or two so i didn't really figure it out but I kind of was just like researching like spiritual movies just to watch, just to like see like the hidden messages that they put into the messages and everything like that. So um, one that popped up was Matrix. And I, I remember hearing a lot of people talk about it, like how, oh, it's kind of more of like a documentary instead of like a movie. So I was, I just checked it out and I kind of saw like the semblance of like, everything that's going on behind closed doors did that lend to the type of creativity you want to do as like uh, as an original artist whether it's through music through books through television uh, I I find like different ways I kind of see like movies and tv shows as kind of like ways of like storytelling so like for example I know sometimes I watch like wrestling so I mostly watch it for, to, to learn like different like movesets, but just like mostly about the storytelling and just like how to like capture the audience and kind of like really dive deep into the story. So I kind of find different ways where I can just engage my audience with different stories. Right on, man.
did uh is this something you always wanted to do or did like maybe your families uh recommend or suggest like a plan b uh i, I know in the beginning i i didn't really tell my family because you know and like other people because they can like downplay it or like oh you'll never be like that popular or it will never go anywhere and everything like that so i in the beginning i really just kept it to myself and mostly i just just do what i need to do internally and then once i finish it i just put it out into the universe but um yeah i know where i want to head down and where i'm heading and i kind of don't really want like any like self-doubt or like other people influencing me that it won't come true because um i just know internally that it'll like manifest eventually so what's your motive like uh is it a more of like a validation that you knew that you could create or uh did you have uh uh i guess a drive to sh you, you did say that you wanted to help with healing people um and i definitely think that's what motivates you but uh to continue um uh did you ever experience somebody suffering to the point where they you just can't help them uh i know i try to give advice to people who are going through like tough times and everything but i know internally it's like a self choice so like they can either keep choosing to like suffer or kind of like change like their mindset to become like greater or just like looking at the best out of those situations so trying to like give them like huddle like subtle like reminders but also just being there for them because I know like when you're going through like tough times or kind of going through like a spiritual awakening by yourself you feel like you're just alone and no one can relate to you or connect with you so I just try to be like that support system for people. So what's your primary tactic for you to get through, I guess, uh, when you're feeling down and low? Uh, what's uh, the number one thing that you do to get out of it? I mostly try to either like sun gaze or kind of like go out in nature or just like have a conversation within myself through meditation. I would say those have been like really helpful for me personally. And these tactics work under any circumstance, whether it's like uh, from an internal conflict or an outside influence? For internal conflicts, I would say you would have to kind of like get to like the root problem. So like kind of like see where that pain is coming from, because mostly it's coming from like childhood trauma or like past life um, remembrance. So just trying to get to why you feel that way in that situation what kind of triggered you and kind of like how can you overcome or kind of see like the bigger picture within that situation and then for external conflicts I would say um it really depends on if you have influence or really care about what others think about you so you know you are you are similar to the most the five people around you are like you're the more similar to the five people around you that you hang out with. So yeah. just looking at like your circle and seeing that if they are uplifting you or kind of like bringing you down behind closed doors, because I know a lot of people could just hide behind a mask or just won't tell you or jealous of you like behind, but smile in your face too. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. And I'm sure everybody listening uh, has experienced that at some point, you know? Yeah, it's like a lot of people just are kind of like jealous of your light or your like perseverance, but or just want to be like you, to be honest. And they just like maybe articulate it in a hostile way where they just can't really say, I wish I was more like you. So I'm angry and aggressive because I don't know how to articulate yes it's funny because like a lot of people won't like and like they won't tell you that they that you inspire them but they'll they'll like internally would say it to themselves but then they will spread hate but your haters are like your most 
hip-hop best followers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I remember Cat Williams uh, not too long ago was, uh, it, it, he was, it was probably from the 90s and I wouldn't even know it, but I saw a tic- another TikTok video and Cat Williams popped up and uh, he was really shining a light on haters. Like, um, it's a curious thing because like a hater is going to hate, but sometimes that's your relationship with that individual. They probably don't hate on other people and it just somehow that's either A, who they are or B, that's just what they're going through, but that is their position in life currently. That is their job. Their job is to hate, and that's it. That's that. That's all they're meant to do. But he did shine a light on how to actually uh, use it to your advantage. Because if they are actually hating on you, that you know happens to be true, then you're probably doing something right, whatever it is your destiny and purpose or mission is. And they just articulated in a hostile way because they don't know any other way to do it. Yeah, it's like. If you don't receive hate, then you're not really good at what you're doing. So, like, look at all these, like, like Drake and, like, kind of, like, all these, like, celebrities who constantly get, like, hate on every day. But, you know, it just makes sense, I guess. So when it comes to your hate, uh, or not, not your hate, like, I'm sure you don't hate on anybody, really. So it's more like... Uh... Do you just ignore it or is there like a tactic you do to kind of um, leverage it and put into your craft? Um, I know in the beginning, I kind of like was affected by it and kind of like really took it like personally. But now like kind of realizing like the Internet is fake and most of like the Internet bots are just like robots kind of just like or fake pages just like spreading negativity because the outer world is all like mostly negative but the rent the inner world is like most important so i don't really like focus on it anymore and i just like kind of like try to laugh it off i wonder if like now if these are actual people especially through the internet or is it maybe like an ai program uh just like simulating a conversation like I, I I had such an amazing rundown this past week through the Chamber of Commerce and cybersecurity and the level of AI intelligence that's available out there. Like, it's one thing to just create a graphic design, which uh, is really cool. Um, the way I've seen it thus far, a lot of people exper- uh, experimented with it. But how, like, uh, intelligent they actually are becoming where they could actually blend in somehow and uh sort of like catfish you in a sense or uh uh pretty much create a fake profile about you and nobody else would know that it wasn't uh you or i it was actually the ai impersonating us the whole time oh yeah it's crazy like just like with like the catfishing and just like with the chat gp ghp and all the other like ai and just like now they have like where you can like record your audio through AI and everything like so and everything like that. So it kind of seems like a lot of people are getting too attached to Wobox and then like eventually that's how their plan works. It's just like slowly trying to like get you comfortable using it. So then when it comes out fully, then you just like be accepted to it. It's amazing. Like Somebody and actually we, we spoke about this once in the AFC, like uh, how you could just uh, give instructions and create a certain essay or write a full script um, in a certain like a cert- for a certain genre. And they would come up with multiple characters. They would have a beginning, middle and end. And uh, I don't know if there's an experiment right now necessarily of that script being published where it was written by AI just uh, and whatnot, and just kind of seeing the execution of what a movie in the right hands, based on a script of an AI, would actually show. But I'm curious, like from your experience on like the world of the Matrix, the AI, uh, do you think? Uh, what do you think the purpose of storytelling is if it's not necessarily f- coming from a human being? Um, I would, I would say. With AI, it kind of seems like they're kind of like more kind of like Hollywood style. So like, you know, for like Hollywood, they kind of find like make different like movies or shows based on like books and everything. 
So they kind of get like a synopsis of like the baseline with like the book, but then they create it in their own vision or their own light. So I kind of feel like that's kind of how like AI is kind of doing it, but just with made up people, made up situations. Isn't that everything that we do? We kind of make it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think you want to do moving forward? Like, uh, did you ever want to like uh, write a second book or uh, double down on like the journey of these characters and uh, have a continuance or like a trilogy of some kind? I, I know for um, I have thoughts of like different ideas that I want to put out for my my next book but also kind of like connected to like the ending of my first book since the ending is kind of like it, it's kind of like a um, cliffhanger so I kind of want to like tell the rest of it in the beginning but create my own like another story within that second book. What was it like uh, publishing your first book? Did you have to overcome like a challenge that felt impossible? Uh, it was definitely like a lot of research and a lot of like time just to watch like different self-published um, authors and their journey or just like watching tutorials so I can make sure everything runs smoothly and gets distributed correctly through different like publishers different like distributors like Amazon, KDP, and like um and all those other platforms. So it was definitely like a lot of watching videos and stuff. So uh, as far as in the last six months, uh, uh, what was the biggest lesson you've learned after uh, publishing the book? Like you completed the task, but I'm sure it's not over yet. Yeah, I, I definitely learned um, patience and throughout the book, I even said like I feel like a lot of my triggers so kind of like just being patient and kind of um just not trying to wash it I would say are there any uh, are there are there any trailers or anything like that maybe we could share for you oh yeah I um posted like the I did like a small little trailer on my like YouTube channel but oh all right Shout, all right, so to the AFC team, guys, we got to, you know, tag it and then uh, share it and all that good stuff. Get some get some eyes on it. Oh, thanks. I appreciate um, it. Well, that's the name of the game. That's what we do, dude. And sometimes I'll say it in here to remind them just in case I forget to actually text them. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, fix it in post, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. So what's your next step? Like, um, you know, are you kind of like in like a a time of reflection that where you don't have to uh overwhelm yourself with uh working to i gotta achieve it i gotta achieve it i gotta achieve it uh i know kind of like in the beginning i remember i i just felt like i had to do like these creative outlets but now since i've put out like multiple projects and everything like that it's just kind of like doing it just to do it in the in a way but um, I know currently right now, I'm just trying to finish off like that afterlife um, saga going out. And then eventually after that, I'll be starting my like next phase of my book and stuff. But where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, five years, I definitely want to, um, I definitely want to be at a position where I can do my businesses full-time instead of doing it part-time and just like having like these other jobs on the side and everything like that and I know eventually I want to have my own like building or kind of like my own food truck and just kind of like um kind of like do my businesses through it I wanted to, I want to ask you more about that so um you said you want your own building uh, are we talking about not are we talking about the New York Times building type of building? Um, I know I kind of want like a building where I can like do like all my services. So like one side is kind of like but then I kind of want to like 
have like a Western one, but then also like provide like different services like healing or like DLP or kind of like doing like consultations, but then also have like clothing on the side and just different things that combine into one building. So you want a smooth double B Walmart? <laughs> um, I might call it um BLB Productions. That's like one of my other things. So it's also like a production house, but is it open to the public where I'll come into the restaurant, just eat the food, have a tour or something like that? Yeah, I kind of want to like have it all like in one building and then kind of like expand on that so I can have that building be represented in like different states, like outside the country too and stuff. You want to franchise this? Yeah, eventually. Yo, you got some drive, kid. I can't. The, I'm. I'm so happy to hear that. Um. So, what are we talking about? Like the food? Is it more of like, uh, like natural food where it actually produces like healing to your body, or is it just like experience? Not like the menu, but like an entire like uh, theatrical uh, element to it as well. Yeah. So for the West one, I kind of want to have like my own like garden, but like, and then like food from the garden I kind of want to like like make that name like food from the garden but then I kind of want to have like a rooftop ball or just like have like a party events like on one level and then the other level is like a west one then the top level is like a rooftop ball and I'm just finding different ways but that actually sounds like a lot of fun but uh did you want to uh what state did you want to do it in or like where were you thinking of doing it um, I know one state I was thinking about like is Florida to start because it's kind of like hot down there and like a lot of people come out for spring and summer break and everything so that would kind of like bring more people together but I'll probably start either there or like Texas or one of the big states. Do you feel like uh you know, I don't even know how to ask the question like I'm really blown away it's it seems like uh it's its own like uh not to throw Disney under the bus because I got a lot of I got a lot of mixed feelings and love and uh, I wish it were better type of respect for Disney World and, you know, places like that. Like, uh, you know, for me, my imagination's engaged. I read like my youth comes back. Uh, I feel a sense of joy. I find a lot of fun in doing it. Um, not so much like, you know, stand online to go on a ride. Um, I, I never I never had a bad experience other than the food at Disney World. Yeah, um, I know Universal Studios is pretty fun, too. I love Universal Studios. Their closing show, uh, like, that actually got me teary, you know, on being on this side of the business, where it's just like, it all started with imagination, and it's now a combination, I'll say, of all of these different creators into a theme park, where you got the Harry Potter places over there, you got the Back to the Future, you got Feifel Goes West, all of these little things that just cover like an an entire generation of time and different uh, genres and creativity all in one place. It just like, it's like you're inside your own human brain and it's actually here right in front of you. Yeah, it's definitely like a kind of nuance, kind of just like a remembrance of everything. So it's pretty cool. Did you ever want to do that? Like, uh, you got it. You got yourself a building, but like, uh, would you want to do a theme park as well? Um, I never really thought about it, but I mean, it would be cool. I know we had a theme park built in upstate New York called Legoland. Do you ever uh, experience a Legoland? Uh, I remember when I went to New York. I remember I went to Legoland and I went to like the M M&M and M stores and different stuff like that. Oh, all right. How'd you like it, though? Like, uh, if there was one thing about the theme park, Legoland, if they could do better, uh, would it be maybe have uh, smooth double B uh, distributions there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I recommend everybody go to a theme park and uh, just uh, give them feedback on how to make it better. And uh, honestly, do not go there hungry. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, their food is just like you. You get better food if you just like go somewhere else at that point. I mean, that's the one thing I don't really. Uh, I can't respect like you put billions, you know, into projects 
like billions of dollars and you want to have everybody like come uh, and have a great time. Uh, but it really bothers me. Uh, and we did have a guest come on here and actually give us words of wisdom. Who are you doing this for? Um, have you ever felt like maybe after somebody experienced a time with you, uh, the last thing you would ever want to do is just leave them with a bad taste in their mouth? Yeah, that's the last thing I want to do because the last, like the last parts of like the experience is like the most memorable. So you kind of want to leave that impression too. That I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I think uh, money, like uh, money doesn't exist. It's a tool, but a lot of people just, they shortchange the experience and the joy of actually, who are you doing this for? Like, do you really want... Like there's such a common term in theme parks where you want to protect the magic. If it tastes terrible, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. Like it, it could be a lot of fun, but uh, there was an outstanding. Oh, I gotta, I gotta look it up. Um, before, like, uh, you probably don't know uh, this little fun fact yet, but um, the Astoria Filmmakers Club started the Triborough Film Festival uh, uh, this past January. Um. And I took charge of that. And uh, one place that we found uh, was actually called the Firehouse. And that is downtown, I believe, old engine, either 41 or engine eight. Uh, it, it, it escapes me. But now uh, they completely refurbished like a, an eight, uh, a very late 1800s uh, New York City Firehouse and turned it into an entire film school and uh, movie house. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's incredible. Um, I, oh, uh, it's uh, called DCTV. And um, they had one very unique and special documentarian come in uh, who created a film about, I believe it was her grandfather, who was actually Walt Disney himself. And I believe it was called American Dreams. And that's actually a story on basically how... Uh, Basically, they just uh, they they prostituted the entire vision of maybe whatever Walt Disney truly had for, to to leave a legacy, and what they're doing to their employees, and how literally it's not there's no magic involved. It's like it's almost unfortunate. I hate to say the word, but it's it's more it's honestly it's more of a fraud. It's it's a complete and total con. Um, it's a dependence on like uh, the idea of getting the experience and actually truly enjoying it and uh, contributing to like human addiction in a way where we're just completely oblivious to it all. And we just want to be a part of something where 50,000 people every day also do it. So why not be a part of it, but not express a true opinion about it. So the documentary I thought was wonderful and uh, I recommend it. American dreams. I'll probably tag it in this podcast. Uh, you can find it on Amazon prime. And I don't know why I just totally like, you know, jumped ahead and just left you out of the conversation. Sorry, dude. Oh, no, man, you're good. That was great. But I'm curious, though, like as far as like, um, you know, filmmaking, have you ever done a movie before or acted in anything? Oh, I know I do Um, kind of like modeling and acting on the side, too. So I kind of been in like different like commercials or kind of like went modeling and everything. So I kind of see like like the vision of how people um kind of like write scripts and kind of just have like the art actor or actress kind of like speak a story through their creation so it's pretty fun. that's awesome so uh you've always been more of like on um uh, well has that ever inspired you to like maybe uh do your own show perhaps or uh you might have mentioned it earlier um and uh do you want to write maybe uh an, an adaptation from your book over onto the screen yeah i would um love to make like a both i would say like a cartoon for like my first book i would see myself making like a cartoon show like a kind of like a kid show and then like a real in like in real life like movie with like real people with that with that um book but for like my next one I kind of see that being like a TV series, like of like real people, but yeah. I'm curious. So like, uh, what, well, like, well, why do you want, why do you want to do that though? You know, cause very few people really have 
an accomplishment such as yours, truly, like uh, a published book. It's available on uh, Audible. And what, like, what is your drive? Like, why do you want to keep doing it? Uh, I know for for like the books per se, I kind of know like a lot of people really speak value of like seeing a visual come to all come to life with like the specific art so like for like music that's why like a lot of people do like music videos or kind of like storytell through um music videos so I kind of see myself doing like um kind of like visuals for like the books so it can like kind of like show people like how the process goes and just like not only just how it plays out throughout the book but how it comes to life as well are there any like creatives like directors filmmakers uh that you've used sort of like as a navigation point uh to aspire to and uh maybe their technique is something you want to actually incorporate into your own work like who's inspired you to do it uh go down that road i know um some directors that i kind of look at as like being kind of like really creative is like jordan peele or kind of like the personal directs on um, the Avatar movies. Mm-hmm. So like, just kind of like having like that really like experience or like really dive deep in like spreading like hidden messages within the movie, but kind of like tell like a bigger story. Gotcha. And that's what you want to do. You want to try to have like these little hidden gems, Easter eggs, and unless people actually read multiple books, they can't really see like the bigger picture. Yeah, and then I kind of want to, like, um, you know, like, those screen wins on, like, YouTube and stuff like that, like, conspiring, like, um, conspiracy theories or kind of, like, having their own, like, rev- revelation of what they think may be going on, but, like, they don't really know what's really going on. So just, like, building more, like, conversation around it, I would say. Yo, this is exciting, dude. Um, and I definitely can't wait to actually take a listen to your book. Uh, how did you find the actors uh, to perform? Oh, yeah. Um, for like the narrators? And yeah. Oh, yeah. So I used Fiverr. I know I I put some of my services on Fiverr. So I know um, they're like reliable. So I kind of just searched up. for like I used Fiverr to find like my book cover person and the format and the narrators too so this is a good source that's all no i love using fiverr uh actually um uh, this graphic in particular uh was designed through fiverr oh wow that's dope no no like it's a it's a very great it's a fantastic tool for business man and uh just it all goes right through that app you, you never know who you're gonna actually like you know exactly who you're gonna hire but um, their creativity on their resume, it's such a valuable resource for almost everything, I'd say. Yeah, there are definitely like a lot of creative people on there too. From all over the planet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I gotta say, uh, Brandon, like you're you're an outstanding individual. You're you're an awesome kid, and I can't wait to listen to this book. It's like it's the first of its kind. I never would have thought of an escape room virtual reality. Uh, I never would have I've never experienced uh anything like that you know i've never done escape room it always looked kind of cool but vr where you're in the safety perhaps of your own home somewhere and then you got and then you're submerged into the digital reality in that matrix that metaverse yeah um there's like parts of like the story will like you can't like it's like a blend between virtual reality and the what's happening in real life but i won't i won't tell you too much i'll, I'll just let you see how it plays out though all right. If uh, yeah, we'll play the trailer for you too, and I can't wait to check that out. Oh, well, this is exciting, man! I can't, like honestly, I, I, uh, I definitely want to know more about your podcast. Please uh, share all that information with us. And uh, one thing we do normally before we just kind of start wrapping things up, uh, we always want to, I always want to end it on a note where it kind of keeps everybody's hopes alive and. Uh, we end the show uh, usually with uh, a little a little something known as the right words at the right time. Um, it all started from this book called The Right Words at the Right Time, written by Marcy Hopkins Thompson at the time. And uh, it was just a collective of 
essays of celebrities, politicians, and athletes where basically they were all given the right words at the right time that just carried them through uh, for better or worse, thick and thin to just uh, keep their hope alive. So uh, Brendan, my curiosity was, has anybody ever given you the right words at the right time that have stuck with you all the way up until this point? Or if you had any words of your own that you would like to share? Uh, I would say for like people, I would definitely say just to know who you are, know where you came from and kind of like continue stepping into your authentic self because you're the holder of your own pen. You write your own story, so you shouldn't have like other people write your own story for you. So if you know who you truly are, then you won't allow like other people to influence you or get you off like on the wrong track and everything. So I would say just really just know who you are and just continue being yourself. I like what you said about being uh, the holder of your own pen. Yeah, definitely. No, I really, that is, that's something I really like. And it's true. You do. You're, you're the one who's uh, writing your own story. Yeah. A lot of people just like have like different like influence of like on what they should be or who they, how they should act in, in a certain way or kind of like not trying to fulfill your own desires, but it's like your life because like you don't want to like come back and like redo it because you didn't want to do because like if you don't want to didn't accomplish something or didn't really want to do what you really wanted to do then you'll just like come back and just try it again well smooth double b thank you so much for coming on the show man i'm really excited to actually uh share this with the entire audience uh, for all, everybody out there who uh, tuned in, thank you so much. Don't uh, don't forget, you are the holder of your own pen. You write your own story. And uh, Double B, like, uh, uh, can people find you on Instagram or anything like that? Oh yes, um, it's either will underscore b b a s s, or they can just type in smooth double b, and then I'm on all platforms with under smooth double b, so you can just find it too. Uh, I before I uh, before we uh, end the show, but why'd you uh, why'd you choose the name Smooth Double B? Oh yeah, um, it's pretty funny because I remember younger when I was younger, a lot of people either called me Double B because of Brandon Bass or kind of like Young Double B and everything. But then I was looking at before I started my like music career, I had to like look up any artists who may have like similar similar names so i won't have to like copy them or kind of like when people search me up they can find me instead of like someone else so i realized someone else used double b so i kind of had to like switch it up but i know with smooth double b it was kind of like um kind of like unique because i'm just like kind of like smooth with it so yeah buddy <laughs> yeah well, Smooth Double B, thank you so much for coming on the AFC podcast. Uh, uh, for those of you who just uh, uh, joining us, click rewind, start from the very beginning. Uh, you could like and subscribe for all future episodes at the, the Story of Filmmakers Club page and click on the AFC podcast. You can't miss it. Even Google us. It's on our it's on our website as well and Instagram, the Story of Filmmakers Club. And uh, of course, Smooth Double B, um, I always uh, send a message out to everybody else before they go about their day to always remember to never forget your community, the creativity, and always find the joy in everything you do and carry that with you everywhere you go. Oh, yeah, that's a great message to leaving them off with that. That's my pleasure, man. I can't wait to have you back on the show and I cannot wait to talk about your book. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah, I'd love to do this again. Until next time, Smooth Double B, we'll see you next time. Oh, yeah, see you. Thanks, everybody. Ciao for now.